In this episode of the Decipher podcast, we talk to Andy Walkden. Andy's a senior QS at our Manchester and Macclesfield offices. He joined Decipher over a decade ago and talks to Andy about the choices he made in his career and how he moved from events and marketing into construction, as well as his time at Decipher and what he gets up to when he's not helping to manage construction projects. Good morning, Andy. You're a senior QS at Decipher, but you had an interesting journey into the construction industry, starting your career in marketing and completely retraining later in life. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your career so far? Yeah, sure. Well, I um, when I finished university, I, I studied business studies originally, so I got a business studies degree and uh, started out in sales roles. So I was actually started out working for you know, corporate sales selling corporate and company medical schemes and I was there for a few years and then I decided I'd wanted to move, move more into the marketing side, joined an agency and I then spent about the next 10 years working in a couple of different marketing agencies, managing clients in, uh, in, in call centres and in experiential marketing. So great clients, um, or Sky, British Gas, uh, Nike, Xbox, some, some really good clients but I decided I'd got to a certain point in my life in, by my mid-30s and, I, and I, I really felt I'd missed my true vocation in life. When I, when, I, when, I, when I made the decision to go and do business studies at um, a university, it was because really I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I felt that business studies was, was kind of a broad thing which kept my options open. But I think the reality was that I'd considered at the time construction studies, but I felt that that might narrow what I wanted to do. And in hindsight, that was a bit of a regret, really. And, and, and I wish I'd done that. So, so yeah, so I got to my mid-30s. I felt that if I didn't change now, I probably never would. And that whilst I felt old to be making that change in many respects, when I looked at it, I, I could see that I was less than a third of the way from my working life. So I still had a lot of years to offer in, in a new career. So. I'll be honest, my wife gave me quite a bit of inspiration as well because she'd actually done a very similar thing herself and she'd she'd retrained to be a chartered accountant. Uh, she was a few years younger than myself. But again, she was kind of my inspiration that if we want to do it, just do it. So so I did it. I took a, a job helping out with a contractor doing administrative and project management type roles. And th- at that point was when I enrolled to do a postgrad diploma in, uh, in Qantas fame. So yeah, it was difficult because I had to take big pay cuts and give back the nice company cars and bonuses and pensions and things like that. But I felt like it was a means to an end and uh, yeah, I haven't really looked bad since. So I think it's quite interesting because there are a lot of people who have different journeys into the construction industry. It seems to be an industry where people don't often set out to be here and then end up here. So I think it brings um, a level of diversity to the industry that perhaps you might not get in other places where people have a strict route into work. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, you know, I, I seem to come across quite a few people who seem to have fallen into the construction, or come into the construction industries from, from very different backgrounds and things. But uh, for me, I think I just always had a fascination with building. You know, my wife always knew that you know, all the time we were together, she said, you know, it, you always should have gone into construction. You know, I'll be driving along a motorway and I, and I just find myself staring at construction projects all around, whether it's a, a bridge being built or a tower block going up, you know, just seeing the sky filled with cranes across Manchester and things like that. So, um, so it's always fascinated me. And I, I, yeah, I'm glad I made the move from what I was doing whilst it was, a, it was an exciting job and industry I was in previously, 
I couldn't see myself spending the rest of my days doing it. So I was glad I made the move when I did into, uh, into construction. Do you think some of the skills you learned in your previous role, you've been able to transfer into construction industry and how have they helped you? I would say completely because I did seek some advice when I was looking at alternative careers in construction as to what would perhaps be the most appropriate to um, to go for. And the two obvious ones really with my background was either construction project management or quantity surveying. I'll be honest with you, I've always enjoyed maths. You know, I did A-level maths. I did maths as part of my break. I've, I've always liked it. So I felt that quantity surveying with the um, financial um, that side of it was was probably uh, an obvious one but yeah as a client service manager which was the role I had in in marketing that was about dealing with people it was also about uh, managing an, an account and that would be managing you know the performance but also the finances of it so ultimately you know we would be working on behalf of another client so we would be putting prices together and you'd want to know that you're making a margin on that job at the end of the day so much the same as being a as a quantity surveyor so so yeah there, there was quite a natural fit really with my background and I think ultimately almost any job is about dealing with people and that was my job dealing with people and managing managing clients so so yeah I think the fit has gone well and enjoying every minute of it. You've recently been working towards your RICS chartership how has that process been going? I've been working away at this for a few years to be honest with you and I think I've let um shall we say life and family and children get in the way to to some extent so it's it's overdue in many respects for me i've been working out at it in the last year on putting my submission together with my um, competencies so i've been working with and getting a lot of support from bill bordell so my aim now is really to uh, complete that submission and get my uh, critical analysis uh, completed in the early part of this year to um, to hopefully sit it uh, in may time um, I think my advice to anyone is uh, just the sooner you can get started on that process, the better, because, you know, you can underestimate really the experience that you need for it. I'm quite fortunate that, or I believe I'm quite fortunate that the, in working for Decipher, we have a very broad range of experience. Some quantity space find themselves pigeonholed into certain, giving them certain experience and quite narrow experience and doesn't perhaps enable them to... Um, achieve all the competency or the diversity of the competencies that you need to achieve to um, to do that so so the sooner that you start that process the sooner you identify where your weaknesses are and the sooner you have a plan to um, give yourself that, that that experience I know that you know while I'm still working on mine I know that I've got all the experience I need it's just to get about getting it down on paper and uh, summarize sufficiently to um, put the submission together so my advice would be, you know, once you've got your uh, your RIPS accredited degree or whatever, try and start that process, even if it says it's a 12-month plan or a 24-month route. It doesn't matter if it takes a little bit longer because um, to get the experience you need, but what you don't want to do is just keep waiting and assuming you've got all that experience and then actually as you work through it, realising you haven't. I think that's some good advice. You find a lot of people, I'm an R for a long time, you know, should I get my chartership, should I not? I suppose I've got to do it at some point. So, yeah, starting early, probably a very good idea. So we were talking before about your, your passion for the construction industry. So what, are there any particular projects that stand out in your mind that you're particularly proud of? It's quite a vast and varied enough to think back, really. But I think one of the ones, it was, it was quite a simple one, but it was uh, and it was my first experience really in, in project managing as well, building a, a bungalow for domestic clients on a farm. 
and I had to do everything from start to finish, literally the whole of the procurement uh, to procuring individual contractors to close out financial accounts and actually managing the job on site as well. Taught me an awful lot because you learn a, a lot about the principles of construction you know, during during this, uh, during the postgrad diploma, but you can't be actually putting every part of it into action. Whilst it was a domestic project, so it was building you know, a house, it just gave you a real flavour for all of the interfaces between the different packages of work. So it's, uh, that, was a, that was a good one. The current project I'm working on at the moment, which is uh, delivering a cold store for a pharmaceutical client, that's come with an awful lot of challenges, but they're a really good team to work with and at the moment it's really enjoyable I say lots of problems but I suppose these projects would be a bit boring if they didn't come with a few challenges along the way so yeah those are two that stick out for me at the moment and what does a typical day look like for you in your role at the moment a lot of meetings we have an awful lot of meetings so sometimes it feels meetings for meetings sakes but typical day for me is usually get in for about quarter to eight um, normally starting meetings um, by about eight eight o'clock so we usually catch up with the construction team see that everything's gone all right from the from the day before and then I'll, I'll usually have meetings to go and check progress on site the role I'm doing at the moment is is a lot more project management than out and out quantities thing so whilst I'm involved in the financials at the moment my role is in the project delivery of, uh, of various projects so um, so it's a bit more hands-on and, as I say, less less commercial at the moment. But yeah, no two days are ever the same, which I guess is probably one of the things I like about it. I don't like the sort of mundane roles. And, and again, I suppose that's one of the things that working for a consultancy gives you. And I know quite a few people that I talk with are quite envious that, you know, no two days are the same or two weeks are the same or two months are the same. You know, you move from client to client and job to job. So it does give you an awful lot of variety. So don't quite have that same... Uh, standard day that a lot of people uh, in other walks of life might do it's good to be able to get out and be in a different environment and see different people and opportunities this job brings the last two years obviously we've been dealing with the covid pandemic and it's brought a lot of changes to the way everyone works across the world but uh, the construction industry we've been working throughout are you seeing the same challenges as before do you think covid's going to change the industry for the long term well, well it's certainly it certainly had its uh, had an impact i mean obviously there's been an awful lot of sites that have had to close due to covid and things like that and you know we've been quite heavily involved in in, in managing the impact of that from a commercial point of view and you know because it's incurred an awful lot of cost for an awful lot of clients with you know standing time and having to pay for for labor that can't work and things but i think we've kind of um got to a point now where people are finding a way to manage it i think there's an awful lot of people myself included that have been quite surprised in the way that working from home has worked for people building a building you can't do that from home but um, there's an awful lot of the team around them that can i've certainly surprised myself because i've always been the kind of person that likes to go to my place of work whether that's my office or a construction site i've only tended to work from home a morning here or an evening there rather than planning multiple days of a week where i work from home when it first came about i struggled a little bit to kind of just get used to being at home but i think now that we've got a bit of a mix of the actually really quite like the balance so um you know when i do work from home i suppose get a little bit of time back because i've not got any commuting that means i can get a little bit more of my son in the morning even taking school on the odd rare occasion which um, never happened very often before 
So, so yeah, I think there's quite a lot of good things that have come out of it, really. It's, uh, people have realised that, you know, people can be trusted to work from home and, and they can work from home. And you can give people um, a bit of a better work-life balance. So, um, so yeah, I think we're, we're learning to live with it now. And, uh, you know, with, with obviously with all the vaccine programmes and everything else, people are, are, are managing to control the impacts on construction sites. So I think um, we're hopefully coming out the other end of it now and it's not going to go away, but we're certainly managing it a whole lot better, I think, now than when we first uh, encountered it nearly two years ago now. Absolutely. And I think it's forced the construction industry to embrace technology in a way that it didn't before. And it's kind of brought us forward to quite a few years in what's quite a traditional industry and doesn't always want to change its ways. It's kind of absolutely. Finally, Andy, when you're not Andy from Decipher and you're you're Andy at home, what what do you like doing with your free time? What's normal life like for you? Uh, my normal life at the moment seems to be consumed by uh, my son's sport, I think, to be honest. Uh, he uh, he does like doing every sport moment to man. So uh, he plays football, rugby, cricket, swimming. He, he, he tries a lot. So I've actually been coaching his rugby team now for the last oh, two and a half, three years, um, along with uh, another four or five of us now who... Um, who coach we've got about 30 kids in the under nines i absolutely love it so we um we, we play on a sunday morning and we've in the last year now started evening training midweek as well so that just take up quite a bit of my time in planning and delivering that coaching um, but i also love just going along and watching his football uh, matches on a saturday and his training midweek so that takes up quite a bit of my time but but we do spend an awful lot of time together as a family. We make the most of the weekend. So whether that's uh, outside of sport, we might still go off riding bikes or um, eating friends and getting together and uh, having a drink and a bite to eat and things like that. So, yeah, that's probably my that's probably my uh, personal life um, summed up, really. Sports, cycling, a bit of running and a bit of eating and drinking, really. Thank you for listening to the Decipher podcast. As always, we've tried to ensure the accuracy of everything in the cast at the time of recording. However, no reliance should be placed on it and Decipher Consulting take no responsibility for any omissions. We hope you'll tune in again soon and thank you for listening. 